Hi, listener. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. Guess what, listeners? I am so excited to share with you this opportunity that I have been working on for more than a year now. It is the creation of a community that is going to support you towards becoming the greatest person, achieving the greatest potential that you have within you. And it is called The Brim, the Beyond Rock Middle Movement. Now, it is a movement of more than 250 women who are coming together to receive coaching and camaraderie in one place. So if you've been sitting there listening to this podcast thinking, I want more coaching from Sally, or I want to be with other women who this message resonates with too, then you are absolutely going to love the brim. These are women who are in three different stages of their business, the founders, those that want to found something and figure out what it is they're meant to do, the builders, those that want to build out their revenue stream and really build a big business, and then the accelerators, those that have a million dollar plus in revenue and are really excited about doubling and tripling that revenue over the course of this next year. So no matter what stage of business that you're in or that you're not in right now, you can be a part of the brim. You are going to be supported by me weekly with video content, Zoom calls, documents, check-ins, Slack communication. You are going to have it all as well as a member portal to have connections with other BRIM members throughout the country. And you're going to have a year-long community to support you towards the growth of your greatest potential. I couldn't be more excited to be able to share this with you. So if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, I'm really intrigued, all you need to do is get on my website, sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com, sallyholder.com. And jump on there. You can go ahead and sign up right now. You're going to want to be part of the first 50 founding members and jump in there. And then beyond that, you are going to get immediately into the community to be able to enjoy learning more about all of the other amazing women who are part of it as well. So I can't wait to see you in the brim. Feel free to reach out and ask me any questions that you might have. And I'm excited for the next year ahead together, helping you reach your greatest potential. Hey listeners, it's Sally Holder. Welcome back to the Hitting Rock Metal podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to hear my next guest, Jennifer Jenkins with JJPR. She is a female founder with one of the top PR and marketing agencies in the state of Alabama, and she is a dynamic female entrepreneur. 
She's going to give us the top five things you can do to market yourself better in 2020. Now, I know that is a topic that I need to hear more about. I know it's a topic we can all benefit from. So I can't wait to dive deeper into each of her five very tactical tips with you. You are going to love everything she has to say. And I have just enjoyed working with her over the course of the last year myself. So I have a special place in my heart for this woman. I can't wait for you to hear more from her. Get ready to make your business just a little bit better. Okay, listeners, I am so excited to be able to kick off this episode with Jennifer Jenkins. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Sally. I'm so excited to be with you. So you are one kick-ass female entrepreneur. You have a PR and marketing agency, one of the largest in the state of Alabama. You have incredible clients that you work with month in, month out. Just give us a little bit of background on you and the scope of your business so our listeners can get to know you. Sure. Um, Yes, that was a great intro. Thank you so much. Um, JJPR started, it was May 2010, I believe, uh, when I decided to make a very bold and honestly quite scary move uh, to leave the big agency world and follow a passion of mine uh, to start my own agency. Um, And we have grown tremendously over the past 10 years. Uh, Really, we were founded um, to focus on public relations and being able to deliver measurable results for our clients. Um, And I really believe in the power of storytelling. And that is what um, really makes someone follow a brand. So um, from that time, we started with just me and one client as a solo entrepreneurship to um, today, we have a team of nine um, and you know, have clients all across the the Southeast and some who are national as well. Exciting. Well, it sounds like you've built quite the business. You've given me some amazing tips along the way. So it just made it such a natural fit for you to come on this podcast and be able to talk about, you know, how to market yourself better in 2020. Because I know that so many of us as female entrepreneurs, we struggle with this, we don't know where to put our dollars, our time, our energy. And so I can't wait for you to break this down into five actionable things that we can do. So you want to get started? Absolutely. So what's our first thing that we should focus our time and energy on this year? I would say the number one thing uh, that a business should do for itself is really simplify your message about who you are. Sometimes as um, business owners, uh, especially when we are very skilled in the trade, we get lost and over uh, speak and talk in a language that uh, a customer, our customers cannot understand. Uh, So really thinking about who our 
customers are, who our ideal clients are, and breaking that message down into something that is relatable to them. Um, you know, it's funny story, Sally, I'm um, married to an engineer and I know very little about what he does and he knows very little about what I do. But whenever I'm working on something, I'm like, do you understand this? Does this make sense? Would you buy this? And if he cannot understand it, not knowing anything about it, or if I get my daughter or my children to read it, then I back up and take a step back and rewrite and rework to simplify because there's nothing harder than trying to understand a message that's too complex. And we all get caught up in that with our own business uh, and that, you know, jargon and lingo that really only we understand. Oh, gosh, you're so right. I find myself doing that all the time, overcomplicating my message, uh, thinking that it has to come off as, you know, really super sophisticated in order for me to sound smart or sound like I know what I'm talking about. Do you find that the, it's the simplicity that people connect with more? I do. Um, I think that sometimes when you come at it, like you said, uh, we're so experienced in our trade and you do want to make sure your customer feels like you know what you're talking about. But sometimes when we do that, we lose them completely. So I feel like that when we are really um, clarifying our message with easy to understand language um, and thoughts that someone um, could relate to about what their actionable goals are, that makes so much more sense than when we're saying, for example, in our business, a news release, or uh, we were recently auditing our own site and looking at some things and we had WOM, and that's uh, short for word of mouth marketing in our field. But so oftentimes, um, no one would understand that. So we're like, we got to get rid of that. You know, let's cut anything that someone who's looking to understand us easily and what we do, let's get rid of it. Yeah, I would never have known that that was word of mouth. I just, I would, I don't know why I would just glaze right over that and keep on going. Um, so what's kind of the first thing then that we should do in order to simplify our messages, right? Do we just kind of, do we hire you? Do we, you know, kind of go in there and try to chop out words and keep it to a certain word count? What, what do we need to do? Well, I always think about it. If someone asks you again, that, that old school elevator pitch, when you meet them for the first time in 30 seconds or less, can you really tell them in a very easily understandable way what you do? And if you can't do that, then, uh, yes, you know, step back, rework your messaging, break it down, um, or, like you said, we work with our clients all the time to help simplify that message uh, because we always try to come at it as though we're their customer and we're their audience. And if we don't understand something, um, their customer most likely isn't going to either. So that would be step number one. Um, and walking away with what solution you can provide, not necessarily a list of services, but how can you help them? How can you bring them to actualize you know, what your company or business can do for them. I love thinking about it from that perspective, you being the problem solver. Um, and, and what's very enlightening to me as an entrepreneur, I wouldn't necessarily have thought to go to a marketing or PR agency for that. You know, we put certain, um, 
you know, titles of things, marketing, PR into a particular box. But I love the idea that so many of us struggle with simplifying our message and ensuring that our message is reaching our customers in the right or most effective way. It seems like a absolutely critical part of our business. And so I love that you're connecting the dots for me here, knowing that that is something that you guys do and that you know, we can get help as entrepreneurs on, on how to simplify our message in the right way. I just never would have thought about that. Oh, absolutely. It's actually from that old school textbook definition uh, from way back when I was in college about creating mutually beneficial relationships. And so that is truly what public relations is and does. And it's it's two ways. So you have to make sure you're not just spouting out information that only you understand. You may have to make sure that it's receivable, easily receivable uh, by your audience. Hmm. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so simplify our message. And now what would be the second tip that you have for us so we can market ourselves better in 2020? Absolutely. And this really plays back into simplifying your message. Um, But I would say one of the second most important things you can do is audit your business's communication tools. Take a look, list out every single thing you do to communicate with your customers, your employees, um, whether it's social media or your website or email marketing or internal emails, take a look at what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're saying them. Um, and again, going back to simplifying your message, how are you um, explaining what you do throughout all those tools? And is it is it drawing and creating leads for your business? Um, you know, one of the other things as part of doing that audit, not only from a messaging standpoint, is a consistency and a look and feel in your brand. Uh, is your brand um, consistent throughout? Are all the photographs consistent? And a lot of times we find that um, when we're doing that, a client will have an logo or an old business address or uh, outdated phone number. Um, And those are critical things, especially if you're a a brick and mortar business or retail or website uh, e-commerce based business. Uh, When someone's trying to find your business, if you have outdated information, when they do a, a you know, Google search of you, uh, that can definitely, you know, affect whether your customers are finding you. Very true. Those things are so simple and yet they slip through the cracks for the rest of us because we're so busy, you know, producing our product or service that it, we forget to spend time on, you know, some of the foundational products. So what communication tools do you love in today's day and age, you know, that you find are the most effective Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, Well, I would say number one, most important is your website. Uh, And a a close second to that would be your social media presence. And um, a lot of um, business, especially more traditional service-based businesses are very slow to join the social media uh, frenzy. Uh, But because they both um, help you be found by customers and others looking for your services online, they help boost um, organic 
make search rankings when they're searching for you or your products or your services. So I would say your website and your social media absolutely have to reflect your current brand, your current products, your current message, your current staff um, in order to really uh, reach those customers and help them understand how you can help them. Yeah, I am constantly trying to pay attention to that, but it is so hard as, you know, a solopreneur, as many of us are. So is that something that we can outsource to you guys, to another firm like yourselves, so that we can say, you guys keep up with it for us. I just can't manage this all the time. Yes, absolutely. And a communication audit or social media audit, depending on what capacity we're working with our clients, that's one of the very first things we do because it's so important for for us to take a step back and really see how you're communicating with your customers um, because we know there's uh, only so many hours in the day. And Sally, you need to be able out talking uh, with business owners and and women like myself and helping them grow their businesses. So there's not always time uh, and it does take a lot of time. So I always, you know, tell um, customers, if you can do it yourself, that's great. But if it's taking away from uh, time where you could be generating money for your business, definitely that's a place where we always start and help our, um, our clients. Yeah. I just, value the the help and support in those areas so much, right? We can't do everything and be everything to everyone. Um, so we've got to be able to pick and choose what it is that we want to grow our skill set in. And for me, that is one that I'm going to pay someone else to grow their skill set in, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like me and my accounting. <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, what is the next of the of the top five tools, what would be number three um, of their top five tools that we can use to market ourselves better in 2020? Oh, gosh, this is a fun one. And uh, it's fun because it's one we always forget and we try to shortcut or shortchange the time and effort that it requires. But it's investing in photography that is really reflective of your, of your brand. Um, for, you know, for many, many years, there's lots of great stock photography options. Um, but in order for you to really convey your own style and personality and tone of your business and who you are, it's really important to invest in custom photography. And and you don't have to do it in an expensive way. There's so many things uh, that you can do with your iPhone um, or investing in a camera that you can do yourself and, and taking what we call flat lays. Again, not to use jargon, but when you're laying products on a flat surface and photographing those, uh, there's all kinds of great online resources sources to buy lighting and backgrounds that you can lay um, your products on, uh, making sure that you as the business owner or your team is in the photographs because people identify with people. Uh, so they are going to relate to a photo of you much more than they are of a stock photo uh, that you found. So that's a really, really big piece. A lot of times, uh, especially when we have a client who we're working with on building a new brand and they want to do a website and there's like, oh, there's no photography. And so we have to make sure that they budget and create some time and resources.
resources for that because it's so critical. And Sally, you do a great job of that um, with investing in yourself in photography because, you know, you are your brand. Uh, and much like that, um, our agency, even for ourselves, we spend some time doing monthly photo shoots to capture uh, the work we've done for our clients or photographs of our team. And likewise, we make sure our clients schedule that into their marketing uh, marketing plan each year, whether it's monthly or quarterly um, or biannually to make sure that they're capturing those assets to really communicate to their clients and their customers what they do. Such great advice. I think this is one piece of advice that I've taken from you over the course of the last year and listened to, and it's made a huge difference. I never wanted to be the, the focus on social media. I'd never wanted it to be, you know, images of myself ever. And so I resisted this for a really long time. And I've got to say it is, you know, I'm always preaching that people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And they need to see your face in order to be able to increase that know, like, and trust factor. And so they will inevitably buy more from you when they get to know you. And so it's the use of the photography that helps build that. And instead, it's so funny. We, we interestingly, especially as women, shift into this critical phase where we're saying it will be either boastful or, you know, I don't like the way I look or things like that which is exactly where my brain went. And instead, it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's about being able to further your business and, and further people's um, you know, subconscious connection to you. And they need that. They need those photos in order to reach that. And so um, if you want to give your business the best shot that you can, having your face out there has been certainly, as I said, I learned from you the, the best way to be able to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really a critical piece and it's become more and more important. Um, I think that social media and its prevalence in helping to sell and market for businesses um, has really created that impetus and made photography even more of a critical component than it has been uh, in years past. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me go off script here for a second. What do you think about video and the incorporation of video into either websites or, you know, social media and its, you know, value as as we kind of move forward into 2020? Are you seeing that video is also going to play a big part in addition to the photography? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we're working on a video project um, next week for uh, one of our clients. And video is something absolutely, if it is something that will help better convey your business uh, and what you do, you should really invest in that as well. And and same is true in that there are ways that you can do it economically. And then, of course, you can always work with videographers to you know, capture especially product videos and things that are a little more complex making sure that it's produced and edited um, in a quality way. Um, and if you think about video, Sally, even I love watching your stories and so many others as social media um, is moving more and more quickly, um, stories are in an example of video and how people are watching those more and more, really even more so than post, and they're helping to drive sales uh, for businesses. So even thinking in that regard and making sure that you're capturing video of you um, 
interacting with your team uh, and products and services and using those to sell. So it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I always say just get started and do it. Uh, don't wait to make it perfect. And if you're seeing results with this, you know, absolutely video is an important piece of the marketing mix and, and extremely important for some um, some businesses. Love that. Yeah, it's um, on this book tour. It's been very interesting because, you know, it leads me back to that old metaphor of thinking, you know, if the tree fell in the middle of the forest and no one heard it, <laughs> did it ever fall? And it feels the same to in today's day and age about, you know, investing in photography and video that you need those assets. Otherwise, did it really happen? Right. And, and, you know, people are asking for those more and more often is of that uh, visual evidence of the products that you've done or the places that you visited or the people that you've spoken to or, you know, the companies that you work with. They don't want just, um, you know, the name. They want actual the visual representation of it. And so it just makes to me um, it more and more critical to, you know, invest in the in these assets to market yourself in 2020. So. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but there's so many times when I have bookmarked a video uh, on YouTube or on social media that I'm coming back to, whether it's a recipe or a tutorial for how to do something in my home. Um, you know, I just think that the more we think about how we're taking in, um, you know, information, you, you have to kind of turn that on its head and say, how will my customers take that information and how are they using it? So you are your customers sometimes in certain ways. So think of it like that. Oh, I love that. Yes. We in today's world, you want to be a part of the experience. And that's so true. That's that's probably exactly why I feel that way about the tree falling in the forest. Like I need to be a part of it and see it um, to really kind of feel like it actually happened. So I know, yeah. I know. It's it's so funny. Sometimes we get caught up in in overthinking what we do, and and then once we kind of just step back, it's it's really it can be a lot more simple than we make it. So true. So here is one thing that I overcomplicate the heck out of. And that is spending on social media, right? It comes up all the time. Have you run Facebook ads? Are you running ads on Instagram? I don't know what to do. Please shed some light on this um, tip number four, spending on social media to market yourself better in 2020. Oh my goodness. Yes. This is one of those things that I always tell our clients. And sometimes they're like, well, why do you say that? It's free. Social media is free, but it's really not free in, in so many ways. It's an investment of your time. And now it's very important, even if you are doing a minimal spend to um, boost your post or create ads on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, um, you have to spend on um, um, some dollars on social media in order to really compete with the algorithms. And I know we could spend all day trying to dissect algorithms and, and I don't even try that. That makes it overly complex. But what I always tell clients is start with $20, um, see, um, where it can take you. How many clicks to your website is it generating? How many people are signing up on your email list from Instagram because you spent $20, um, to 
boost that post um, and and then go from there. And there's so many ways also. Um, obviously, the more you spend, the more of your ideal clients that you can reach. Um, but Experiment with geography, um, experiment with demographics, depending on who your audience is, and see what is the best, um, you know, do some testing with those. Um, so, like you said, it, it's actually can be a very complex beast, um, but if you just start with a very, very small budget and just see where it takes you and then move from there um, and the traction that we've seen with clients, even who only spend about a hundred dollars a month, uh, and the results they're getting in terms of leads, um, visitors to their website, clicks on their products and, and sales is amazing. So don't think that just being on social media is enough, especially if you are a product based business, but also, um, you know, think about it from what you do, Sally, um, a, a consulting business and what I do. Um, we also have to get ourselves seen. So it's very, very important to um, invest some money on social media to make sure your posts are getting seen. That's so great to be able to hear that even the minimal amounts go a long way. I've convinced myself that it has to be some massive investment in order to get the return. Um, but it's really nice to hear that even $100 a month can do, um, you know, make some impact and, and can do what you need it to do. Um, so if you had to choose, if you had to choose between putting that $100 between Facebook ads or between Instagram ads, where do you place it? Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. It depends on it depends on your business. It really does. Um, and we were actually just talking with a client the other day. It's actually a law firm, a very large law firm. And, you know, I always say you need to start with one and do it really well. If you're not, if you don't have a social media presence at all, you need to start and do one really well. And they were asking about Instagram. And while I do think that Instagram is a wonderful platform and actually probably the leading one for product-based business and some service-based businesses, um, they don't really have a strong presence on either right now. So we recommended because uh, the lion's share of their ideal client is using Facebook and LinkedIn. That's where we're recommending them getting started. So that's where they should be spending their money and their time right now. And until they build that loyal following, uh, then they can add another social media platform uh, like Instagram. Um, but again, it goes back to that photography that you have to invest in, which they don't have. And Instagram is so photography driven. Uh, you can't put ugly stuff on, <laughs> on Instagram and, uh, and expect people to want to work with with you. So I love that. So pick a platform, one ideally that your audience is already on and where they are spending the majority of their time. And then you invest in that platform first. And then once you've grown that audience within that platform, you can move over and begin marketing yourself on other platforms. 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it's not that you can't do them all. It's just, um, you know, sometimes when you spread yourself too thin and you haven't established a strong presence, um, then it really dilutes the message and the audience. So that's why we especially say when you're getting started or not sure where to be, look to where your clients are, put your money and your focus where they are. Um, on the flip side, we have a client who is a luxury jewelry business and they do so well on Instagram. Uh, they actually are on both platforms and um, they spend on both because they have almost an equal amount of clients um, because of the age range of their customer base um, who, who are on both Facebook and Instagram. So it just really depends on what your business is, what you're trying to sell and what message you're trying to communicate. Okay. That sounds great, which really seems to me to come back to the very first part of it that you recommended as well about simplifying your message and really getting that help from the start. Because absolutely, when we skip that step, we end up just like I have in the past many times, which is kind of looking at all of it going, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know, you know, where to start, what to do. There's so much to do. And it sounds like if you really build that strong foundation by simplifying your message, at the beginning, everything else will kind of set itself up for you. It does. It really does. And that also goes back to auditing your communications, because Mm -hmm. uh, when you're looking at which clients and which customers uh, are on which platform and, and what you're saying to those on each platform, you know, that matters as well. So it's all interconnected. Yeah. Um, So that brings me to the last tip, which is to know when to bring in the professionals. I, as you can tell, I'm a little biased on this because I really believe in outsourcing the things that are not within your zone of genius. I'm a big proponent for letting those people who are great at what they do, let them shine and let them have a great impact on your revenue stream. So tell us more about when other people should bring in the professionals Clearly, I say from the beginning, but I'll let you share your tips. Uh, Well, I think it's so important, like you said, if you can afford to make the investment, especially when you're branding and creating your initial message and uh, website all of those those important tools for your business um, to bring in professionals. But we all know uh, from starting out, Sally, like you and I do, um, there there's areas where we have to do things ourselves. And um, just like me, when I was starting my business and I was learning QuickBooks and, and doing it all like the little red hen, um, I was doing my own IT work. I mean, oh, heaven forbid. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Google does have some interesting help for you. But, um, you know, I think that it, when it, here's what I always say. Um, if you do not feel like you're reaching your customers, um, through your own efforts effectively, you should definitely look at, um, investing in a professional agency to help you do that. Um, and, you know, I would say six months at the very least is a good amount of time to be able to um, shore up your marketing mix and make sure that you are doing things in the right way 
um, targeted at the right customers. Um, but I also say that long term, and we have so many clients who have worked with us for many years, you also have to look at that uh, return on investment. If the time you're outsourcing to us that you would have been doing uh, marketing and, and trying to figure out how to create ads on social media and um, create beautiful photography, if that is time that's being taken away from your business to grow it, um, and Sally, that's advice that you've given me so many times, um, that um, you should make sure that your time is being spent growing your business. And if, you know, trying to figure out the marketing and the PR and the photography and the social money media is, you know, costing you money in terms of you not being able to sell or to work with customers, then it's time to, you know, look to um, a professional firm to help get you uh, marketed and um, publicized in the most effective way. Absolutely. I was just saying this on another episode that I was recording today about instead of considering how much will this cost me, the question ought to be how much will this make me? You know, what will be the potential ROI on this investment? Um, You know, if I'm putting my dollars here, then can't I expect a potential 10% increase, 20% increase in both my effectiveness and my ability to now go out and take that same amount of time I would have spent on these tasks to go out and sell and recruit new clients, but also that 20% increase based on the effectiveness of the tools of the marketing now that is being implemented on my behalf. So I'm, yeah, absolutely a big believer in asking what is this going to earn me? Um, And I think that we ought to do that right with everything that we're spending our time on, right? If if something is on your to-do list and it's not going to be having any ROI or it's not an investment in, um, you know, the growth of your business, which the use of marketing PR certainly is a growth tool, then, you know, ask yourself, maybe we can shift some things around to be able to prioritize these things because in today's day and age, they are so vital. Your first impression is often made by these tools long before you arrive at the first meeting with your potential client. That's so true. And what they say about you don't get a second chance at first impressions Mm -hmm. is so true. And But we also recognize, and our firm has been working on some really exciting um, tools, and we've created uh, them specifically for people who are getting started um, to help them, um, you know, and kind of take our expertise and what we know and help them in, in what we think is an affordable way, whether it's in photography or social media or helping them understand how PR can, um, you know, elevate their business and take it to the next level. Um, Those tools we're hoping do help to fill a gap for um, people who are just starting out with their businesses and may need the expertise but don't have the money to work with an agency um, in a traditional sense. So uh, there's also some some really great resources out there like those that we're working on. Oh, well, you've got to spill the beans on this one because this <laughs> speaks my language. It speaks to our audience of female entrepreneurs who are looking to be able to create something new, right? They're not settling for the American dream. They're creating their own path and they need to do it in the most economical way. So if you have a tool that you're creating to help that, we need to know more about it. 
Give us the goods. Oh, yes. Well, it's it's so funny that we're talking about this because, um, you know, I've been in the shoes of the first days, the first year of starting a business. And it is so hard to figure out sometimes, okay, you have limited resources, where do I spend them? Um, and so we've had um, over the years, uh, which we're going on 10 years in business, uh, where we'll have a wonderful small business that we'd love to work with, who we present a proposal and they just can't quite swing it. And I totally get it. Um, so, you know, as we started thinking about, well, how can we help this this group of businesses that are you know really at my core I love small businesses and helping them communicate and helping them grow into a big or bigger business Um, we are creating some online resources that can really help boost um, your sales and marketing and understand better what public relations is and how it's different from marketing Um, and we've created some step-by-step tools and online courses um, that can take you through that journey and help you um, as always, I think I've told you, Sally, that it's like the DIY of uh, PR marketing for small businesses. And we really wanted to get those resources into the hands of people who, who are just like us, who, you know, may not have the skills and expertise to do it themselves, but need to learn because they're limited in resources. Um, and so we have been working on creating those and um, they're launching very soon. So we're so excited. I am so excited. That is so necessary. It's something that I can think every single one of my clients would utilize. So what is the name of this and how can we begin to look out for it? Uh, yeah, so uh, this is called the PR Pros, um, and our site, theprpros.com, will be launching, and you can go there to um, download and purchase cor- courses. Uh, if you'd also like to be added to the email list, you can go there. Um, so I really encourage you, if it's something you know you need to spend money on, but you're just getting started and you're having, you know, to be very frugal, uh, we get it. And that uh, we'll be launching, I think, initially with six modules, uh, public relations, um, social media, photography, uh, email marketing, branding. um, And then there's one more I'm forgetting, but um, I hope they're really great tools. That is incredible. I I mean, I'm getting off of this podcast and I'm going to sign up right away because those are all tools that I'm going to need for sure. And certainly, like I said, I know that every client that I work with needs them. So I can't wait to be able to share the PR pros with everyone that I know. Um, It can be our um, top of mind tip to be able to share with all the other female entrepreneurs that we know right past yeah. right, right behind this podcast right <laughs> uh, um well thank you jennifer i mean these are five phenomenal tools they're things that i question myself about every day should i or shouldn't i spend on photography should i shouldn't i spend on social media you know i don't know whether my message is reaching my audience they're just all things that now i know if i focus in on these five things that i could really move my business forward in a uh, strategic way through marketing in 2020 so thank you for sharing them with us and with the whole audience 
Well, thank you so much. You have been such an inspiration to me and I know and love everything that you're doing for, um, especially women entrepreneurs like myself. Well, thank you. You make it all worthwhile. So, um, you guys, we will put the link to the PR pros and certainly to JJ PR agency in the show notes. So take a look there if you want to get in touch with Jennifer. And of course, they can follow you on social media, right? Absolutely. Um, we are on Instagram, JJ PR agency, Facebook, JJ PR agency. Um, and we'd love for you to join us there and take a look inside and behind the scenes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, listeners. I know you got a ton out of this episode, as did I, and I can't wait to jump off here and join the newsletter to get notified as soon as the PR Pros launches. It's going to be a tool in my toolbox for sure. So uh, we will stay tuned for the next episode of the Hitting Rock Metal podcast very soon. Thank you.